everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic Can't Hardly Wait one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And in this Minute 42, we have, we, we begin with uh, Kenny and Denise still arguing. Mm-hmm. Denise has just accused him of pleasuring himself, and he responds with our opening line, I was getting my shit ready. <laughs> and I have <laughs> this minute going through Ron saying, Amanda, I feel really close and putting his hand on her knee. Yeah. So Denise makes fun of him saying that uh, he was getting his shit ready. Um, mm-hmm. uh, great on the subtitles. Great use of uh, air quotes, or not air quotes, but like quotation marks. Like, to emphasize mm-hmm. the uh, sarcasm, which was really fun. Um, yep. Then, uh, then Kenny tells uh, her that there is a, and I quote, super mad honey downstairs that is just dying to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, hilarious cut to girl ready to have sex girl making up with Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so do you think that he actually didn't hook up with the sophomore, or do you think he just has convinced her that he didn't actually hook up with the sophomore? I feel like he showed up at the party, and she was like, and he's like, hey, babe, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, Jason, I'll take you back. I never stopped loving you. Well, because her line is... um, I never should have believed those rumors. Oh, so yeah, I guess I, I, got, think, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, it, there is a rumor. Yeah, I never. Oh, Jason, I never should have believed those rumors. Let's never fight again. And he says, "Oh, never, baby." <laughs> That's his only line. So, based on that one line, do you think that uh, <laughs> he definitely cheated on her, or definitely didn't? Well, okay, so there's a timeline thing to consider here because mm-hmm. it's been. Let's say 10 minutes. Okay. Because she was talking to her friend. Kenny overheard. They had a talk with Kenny. Kenny ran upstairs and got locked in. But I guess there's a there was a time... There was an, inordin- uh, an undefined amount of time in the montage of him trying the Kama Sutra stuff. And also waiting in line for the bathroom, mm. trying to find girl whose party it is. I would say it's been at least 20 minutes. Okay. So he could have come in right after Kenny ran off. I guess it, it really matters whether um, he told her it wasn't true or she had it from a third party source or whatever. Um, right. Or if, you know, and I hate to hate to think this, but like if her friend was the one that started the rumor in order to try mm-hmm. and get Jason or something. And That's like true. he showed up and she was like, Jason, hi. And then ready to have sex girl was like, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? Yeah. And they were like, she overheard again, like Shakespeare style. I'm going to take, I'm going to say, I'm going to take gonna... out again. Cause I feel like we, we, we talked about Shakespeare off, off my, I was going to say we, <laughs> we may have, no, we did. No, we did talk about it on mic. It was during the FMK. Cause it was kill, yes. kill your wife's sister or have sex with your wife's sister. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're hitting mean? Shakespeare hard tonight, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so. But yeah, so. I it mean, doesn't really matter if Jason did or didn't actually cheat. I just. And I mean. I've always wondered. I'm like, did he? 
I feel like he did, but... Yeah, I think he definitely did. Yeah, but I think that... And that's why I think that when he showed up and said, that was just a rumor or whatever, she was ready and willing to be like, okay, fine, checks out yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I would be very interested to see... We don't get to see them again, I don't believe. Um, no, I don't think so. I would, lo- I would love an epilogue about what happened the next morning with them, because like, if she then woke up and was like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Jason sucks. So, uh, and then she went off to Vassar. Uh, people uh-huh. are always going off to I would, Vassar. <laughs> I would love to see throughout the rest of the movie, see them in the background, alternately fighting and making out. I I agree with that. I, though I will say that that would... Um, undercut some of the future main plot stuff that happens oh definitely but uh i would also like i would love that as an easter egg in the background for sure yeah for sure yeah like yeah not something that any that is like made a big deal out of not like but something where like if you happen to be looking for it you're like wait is that yeah oh they're they were making like they had just made up and now it it looks like she's crying again but (laughs) oh oh well and then, you know, a little bit later, like, no, now they're definitely kissing. <laughs> it would be funny if we followed, like, you know, that like those tracking shots that we follow through the um, through the party sometimes. If they were in, uh-huh. like, each background as we go through alternately, yeah. they, they're, like, following on a different path, um, breaking up and making up, to put it in a country yes. style. Um yeah. There, I wanted to say that reminded me. So, uh, there's a, this is a piece of trivia from the IMDb. Uh, speaking of the background, um, hey, also the background is the name of a Third Eye Blind song in that same section that London is on the uh, self-titled debut. Um, oh, okay. Uh, okay, so it says there were characters in the movie called Crying Drunk Girl, who is played by Jennifer Elise Cox, who played Jan Brady on the Brady movies that were made in the nineties. Um, okay. Who has subtitles for everything she says because she is so drunk that none of her speech is understandable. And stoned girl Amber Benson, who we have seen looking at a banana, um, who is so spaced yes. out on dope that she wanders in and out of a number of scenes. While both of their scenes were cut in order to secure a PG-13 rating, the characters can still be seen in the background at the party. Crying drunk girl can be seen falling over in the crowd with the foreign exchange student and crowd surfing during the Paradise City scene. Stone Girl can be seen staring at a banana in the kitchen early on in the movie. So um, they turned um, Crying Drunk Girl into uh, Crowd Surfing Girl in the credits. Um, okay. But she was apparently a much larger uh, a much larger part called Crying Drunk Girl. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so stuff is going on in the background anyway. So I think that yeah. it would be cool to have that kind of thing uh, going on too. Yeah. So I wasn't able to find uh, Jason on the on the credits or anything, so I can't really do his his credits. Actually, that's a theme for this week. That happens again later in the week, frustratingly, and actually, just about the same amount of lines um, later. Someone else isn't credited. There are a bunch of people that are credited as party guest, and I'm like, come on, is it just we we have these random? Because I think those are people that that added themselves, perhaps that were like. Hey, I was an extra mm-hmm. and can't hardly wait. I was party guest or drunk party guest or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so wasn't able to find Jason. It's my, you know, my, uh, my, uh, my holy grail. But uh, hey, if you are Jason, <laughs> if you played Jason and can't hardly wait, or you know someone that played Jason and can't hardly wait, uh, let me know. 
yeah, let us know and come on the show. Absolutely. And talk to us about being Jason and Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. Or knowing Jason and Can't Hardly Wait. If you know Jason and Can't Hardly Wait, I think maybe bring him also to be on the show. Well, yes. You can be on the yes, show. That, that's fine. That's implied. But... Yeah, that I, I should have clarified. Don't come I thought alone. that was implied. Yeah. But that was not implied. That was that was not clear. So thank you for clarifying what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. When I said words that were not entirely what i meant mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. it's kind of late yeah. and i'm sleepy <laughs> <laughs> so um we cut to uh preston meeting well we cut to outside where a young man is carrying what i saw as whipped cream cans yeah i think they were cans of ready whip i just realized just right now in this moment that ready whip is the whipped cream spray and that cool whip is the container of not spray. Yes. So um, he is known in the credits as Ready Whip Guy. And I wrote in my notes, oh. um, Whipped Cream Guy, the credits call him Ready Whipped Guy. Ready Whipped Guy. And I was like, but it's so weird that they did Why? Didn't. His name is Carl. His name? I don't know His why. His name they... is Carl. <laughs> <laughs> why would they do that? So what my notes actually say are is, Carl, open parentheses, whipped cream guy, open parentheses, the credits call him ready whip guy, close parentheses, close parentheses, close parentheses. Yeah. I think so. there's an extra close parentheses. I don't there, think, I opened the parentheses on Carl, whipped cream, and the credits, and then I closed them thrice. Oh, okay. So I think we're good. Got it. I thought okay. the same thing, though. <laughs> there is also, I have a note about this, and it has to be in this scene. There's a guy climbing a rope. Mm-hmm. Like you would do in gym class. Sure. Like a rope with knots in it. He's just climbing it. Just doing some rope climbing. Not su- not super well. And it's like a kind of a thin rope. It's not like, because the gym class ropes are like, yeah. you know, as big around as like a soda can. This looks like it's maybe as big around as like a wine cork. Mm. So it's probably not going to hold a whole ton of wait right so i do hope that maybe we come back to that in the background of a future scene i would like us to keep our eyes out for guy attempting to climb a rope and it breaks i I love the idea of um basically the panels on a board game of shoots and ladders happening in the background Mm -hmm. where we start with him climbing the thing and then we cut back and he's broken his arm we start with someone helping a puppy and we come back Uh and they're president of the united states you know, like subtle cuts because, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. If you help a puppy, you become yeah, president. That's just it. in the Constitution. Um, yep. So uh, the name of the the man that plays Carl, who mm-hmm. gets his name revoked from him in the credits, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, he has an amazing, an amazing name, Aaron. His name is Vicellus Shannon. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he... Uh, his top three, he played Lesra in The Hurricane. I haven't actually seen The Hurricane, uh, though I, sh- I-, I want to because I like Denzel Washington and uh, the Bob Dylan song the movie is based off of there. Well, the- Bob Dylan wrote a song about the same incidents that the movie is based off of, and it's a good song. Anyways, uh, then okay. he played Keith Palmer in the first season and one episode of the second season of 24. So um, he is the guy that's running for president's son. In that, in 24. That's why the name Vicellus Shannon sounded really familiar to me. Because I bet I saw it in the credits of 24. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. 
Because I'm because yeah, you said this is his name, and I realized that my reaction was probably not as <laughs> yes, that's an amazing name as it should have been. Yeah, right. Because I was like, why do I know that name? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's yeah, probably why. Absolutely, it is. Um, I can now only see the name Vicellus Shannon in 24 font. Um, yep. Not 24 point font, which is is fun. But uh, anyways, um, and he was also uh, he's credited as twins in the movie Annapolis. And my note, I wrote, does he play twins or is his character's like nickname twins, like Johnny yeah. Twins Rodriguez or whatever? Anyways, we'll come Vicellus back. Vicellus Twins Shannon. Yeah, exactly. He was in D2 The Mighty Ducks. Um, so we have a Newsies connection. He is Keenan Thompson's older brother that talks to that they're playing that they play street ball with in that like enclosed fence thing that's like my brother. So he's I I, I didn't make I'm this pretty connection. sure I only saw D2 like once. Ah, uh, okay. Well, it's a it's a so, modern day classic. I don't remember. Anyways, he he is he is the basically the person that uh gets the ducks to come see his little brother um, play, which is how Keenan Thompson ends up on the Mighty Ducks uh, team. Um, I don't remember Keenan Thompson being in that movie. So. He, he had a, a, a move called the Knuckle Puck, which is what I believe won them the game at the end of that movie. Um, although oh, Joshua Jackson okay. not being involved in the winning of the game doesn't make a lot of sense to me for that movie franchise, but maybe it was the second to last goal. Anyways, there's a pop punk band named Knuckle Puck is the, uh, is the uh, end of that. Wait. No, yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, he was also in one episode of MacGyver. Um, so this guy was in one in the movie and one episode of the TV show of this of this thing called Mantis, where Mantis is okay. M period A period N period. It's like an acronym with the period. Okay, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, I was a huge fan of this show and or movie Mantis. I was a big fan, and I had forgotten about it until I was doing this research. It, I think what happened was Fox ran this movie, and the, I think the movie did well enough that they were like, okay, let's make a show out of it. Interesting. And it was this whole thing that was so cool, and the, like, the way they shot it was so cool, and it was right in my period of like uh, superheroes having like, you know, like, uh, like Batman going down the chute and getting dressed on the way down, like getting in, turned into Batman on the way down the pole or whatever. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing happened in it. It was very cool. I want to try and track it down because I remember loving it. Um, but yeah, this guy was in that. So that's okay. that's wild. Um, I said, I said, even though I can't think of any specifics other than hazy recollections, which is becoming increasingly more. Um, then, mm-hmm. then it looks like he also <laughs> played twins on three episodes of CSI. Because he played like, it was like this guy, you know, Marcus and Aaron same last name okay. and he played both of them so i would imagine that that feels like a twins sort of situation yeah and then he was in 17 episodes of the dangerous minds television show which more and more okay. people it seems like are were in that show <laughs> yeah a surprising number given that i forgot that i mean not that you know my knowledge is the end all be all but right. like i for, i keep forgetting that show existed except for these credits they it turned the thing about like movies that i was like they made a show out of that? Like, this, I think they yep. made a show out of the Adam Sandler movie Anger Management. Oh. That a couple of people from huh. this movie were in. Like, it's just like, oh, okay, you made, oh, that's fine, I guess. But yeah, so uh, Dangerous Minds is probably the biggest one of those because I was like, really? Yeah. Dangerous Minds did well enough. I mean, like, I guess everyone who was on that TV show should just 
give a send a real big thank you card to Coolio because I from what I heard, Dangerous Minds wasn't like that great a movie, but like Yeah. <laughs> that that was my understanding. Yeah. But, but Okay. Do you think that maybe there was some kind of like inside joke on set or Ethan Embry was stoned uh while filming this scene? And so Ready Whip Guy was not credited with a name and press Ethan Embry just walked to, up to him and either stone either was stoned or decided to throw in some joke about like some inside joke where maybe this guy's nickname on set was Carl or something. And Right. Yeah, I mean it's I definitely did get a vibe that it was sort of like Ethan Embry said Carl, even though no one has had established him as yeah, Carl because, in any way. So he says, hey, Carl. And then Ready Whip Guy says, hey, Preston, what's up, man? Which very easily could have been right. the line that was supposed to begin this scene. Because like this yeah. whole time, Preston's been walking yeah. around this party and people are talking to him. But this is the first time that he has ever initiated the conversation because he has been so singularly one track mind gotta talk to Amanda. Right. So if anything, the fact that right. Carl has a name, because he doesn't, because it's, hey, Carl. Hey, Preston, what's up, man? How are ya? All right. Have you seen Amanda Beckett? Yeah, I just saw her in there. It seems like if Car- <sighs> if Preston was going to be like, hey, Carl, have you seen Amanda? He would have said it like yeah. that instead of, hey, Carl. Yeah. I get, yeah. So this is clearly his best yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think it was, like, Denise yep. Carl. Yep. Like, <laughs> so then Carl says, hey, did you <laughs> did you hear that Mike Dexter broke up with her? And Preston, does Preston even respond? No, he doesn't have a chance to before Carl says, I'm thinking about asking her out. It's time to get freaky. <laughs> so... That's amazing. And then he walks away. He just wanders away. <laughs> so I took the note. And as I took it, I was like, is this is this helpful information? Because clearly this is true. I said, so Preston isn't the only one. I think I meant like that has clocked this happening and is planning on making a move based on this having happened. Mm-hmm. But I think that maybe is, is a dumb thing to say, especially because we cut to Cousin Ron with Amanda. Uh-huh. Um being like the subtlety meter is just plummeting like it's just it's just yeah. crashing down yes and uh as you said we end with um a move being made i believe you said yes um but before we talk about that or wrap up the episode i ha- amanda has a line that i want to oh, discuss okay, cool yes let's do it she says Thanks for listening. God, I got to be prom queen and now I want people to feel sorry for me too. I should just shut up. And my note is, hold on. My note is, oh, Amanda, getting to be prom queen doesn't make your emotions invalid. That's correct. Like being voted prom queen and being like the most popular girl in school doesn't mean that you don't get to be Mm -hmm. sad that your boyfriend dumped you or feel like you wasted time yeah. with him. Like I, if, if she had said something like, God, I got to be prom queen and now I'm bitching or now I'm complaining about having dated the guy who made it so that I got to be prom queen. That. 
I think that still is fine. Would be. <laughs> uh, no, I think so too. But I could, I could see the argument for you know the only reason I got to be prom queen is because I was dating Mike, and now I'm complaining about dating. Like the only reason I am who I am is because I was dating Mike, and now I'm complaining about having dated Mike. Yeah. I can see how she would be like. I, I can see a world where she's like, you know, I should be grateful for what dating Mike got me instead of complaining about yeah. it. I I still think that she would be fully oh, justified in complaining about it, but I could see her train of thought going that Although, route. But thinking, I got to be prom queen, so I have no right to be upset about my relationship dissolving. Like, sweetie, yeah, no. no. no, no. <laughs> you can be upset about Feel your Everything. feelings, absolutely. I mean, you're having it. You're having an existential mm. crisis. You're allowed to do that, even if you got voted. And probably. often, I feel like maybe especially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I will say though that her. So it seems to me like she's saying, "I got to be prom queen, and I value that very highly." Um, yeah, which kind of doesn't directly contradict, but it does somewhat contradict the "Well, high school's over," like. It does, yeah. like, it sort of feels in the same line of thinking as he's the hottest guy in high school while high school's over, um, that she was that mm-hmm. she was saying before. And maybe it's different because it's not like this person, it's like this thing that happened to me, this good thing that happened to me. But like also don't sell yourself short. You're probably really cool. Preston has seen something yeah. or at least imagined. So maybe you've, you know, projected a bunch of other imaginary interactions onto other people and that's why they voted you prom queen. So <laughs> exactly (laughs) don't yeah i kind of wish that she had said something like you know instead of saying i got to be prom queen i wish that she had said something along the lines of you know i got to you know like i was popular and i had a lot of friends and you know it was really not like i got to be pretty much universally adored Because it's not just being prom queen. It's not like her entire high school experience was encapsulated in that one evening. Well, that's, and that's, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely the cachet cachet they're, they're going for with prom queen. But I think you're right. I think it's, it's something more because it's basically, you know, if Preston is telling the story right, she got there and then before lunch, she was, uh, top of the heap. Like she, she, she became royalty in her first two hours at that school and remained royalty until graduation. And like, I get what she's saying, but it always comes back to what you said at first, which is no, 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 you are allowed to feel your feelings. And in fact, I think that one of the big problems that celebrities have, and you know, I know whatever they're, they're rich and they, whatever, but like, I think what we talk about, in fact, on thanks for the lyrics often is you're famous so now it feels like you should be just shut up and be grateful that you have all this money and all these fans. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You can still be depressed. You can still have a, a rough time in life. You can have problems all over the place. Yeah, you're still a human being. Yeah, absolutely. You don't absolutely. stop being a human and, being because you get a record deal or the prom tiara. Exactly. Um, which is the record deal, of course, being the prom tiara of pop punk bands. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think it I think it starts being a problem if you if she was like I ragged on people, you know, for 4 years for for being depressed and whatever and I was depressed the whole time. Like at least there's an irony there where it was yeah. like there's like a, you know, I hated on you because I am you sort of deal. 
Right. I would be like, all right, I get I get what you're saying now. It still doesn't make her feelings invalid. No one's feelings are invalid, even if she invalidated people's feelings. But, I, fine, you know, in conclusion, yeah, just because you're prom queen doesn't mean that you aren't allowed to f- have an existential crisis. Exactly. <laughs> Especially at graduation. Regardless yeah. of you having broken up with whoever. Yeah. Senior, right after senior year, summer after senior year is the time for an existential crisis. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and And Ron just says... I mean, you know, you, or he says, no, it's okay. I mean, you know, you need someone to listen. And I'm like, that's, I don't know. That also feels like it invalidates what she's saying. Because she doesn't need someone to listen in the way that he's, I mean, he's just parroting what he thinks is going to make her be into him. But like, she doesn't need someone to listen. She needs someone to care. Right. And I think those she are needs two someone different to hear things. her and not l- just listen to her. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But good. Good on Eric Palladino because I feel like there was a way that if like, and you know, any anyone else was, I just thought of like four people and they're all in this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you know, if like Brecken, nope, Donald Fate, nope. <laughs> 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 if you know someone. Uh, was in this movie Justin if Justin Long was in this movie as cousin Ron uh-huh I I fear that he wouldn't put as creepy a vibe on these lines so that then when he makes a move in next minute spoiler yeah it would feel like things were adding up to that I feel like Justin Long could deliver you just you know need someone to listen to you he, yeah Justin in a way Long that would be doesn't... like oh that's sweet yeah, he doesn't have a creep factor. He is right. just sweet. He's Justin Long. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think Cousin Ron uh, stopped listening to her about 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. He is reading body language and slowly moving towards her. He's reading he body language what... badly, for the record. Oh, correct, correct, correct. <laughs> I mean, like, he, I mean, he is also high school senior. So, like, yeah. I remember... Also, telling people that I was listening to them when I was really just having a crush on them and thinking that I was saying what they wanted to hear. I mean, that's yeah. that's a very, like, survival technique. Not mm-hmm. excusing anything that happens in this movie with Cousin Ron. Just saying, like, I think that that can happen and you also don't uh, need to a- a- attack people. <laughs> we'll, yes. We'll get to that tomorrow. <laughs> yes. That's all I have for this minute. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's all okay. that I have as well. You want to give us some social media? I do. I so desperately do. I so desperately do. Um, we are on Twitter as the podcast at J-E underscore Minute Movies. I am on Twitter at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We are part of the Scavengers Network, uh, which is the home to lots and lots of great shows, uh, such as, well, the aforementioned Thanks for the Lyrics, but a show that we're not on um, is Side Character Quest, mm-hmm. which um, well, te- actually technically we're not on it. Aaron was on it <laughs> as a part of the Scavenger Scramble uh, uh, back in um, February, March, back earlier this year, yes. before the pandemic. So bef- like 150 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it the, the idea is um, that Ty is the host and he has one guest on. And they play a character that is not the main character in the story. They are some a, a side character that does stuff. They they're on for you know 
three to five episodes mm-hmm. doing their role playing, just like, you know, a good little role player. And then they go away and the story around them continues and other, other characters come in later. Yeah. And what I heard is, I, I read something on Twitter that I may have taken out of context, but I think Alabaster might be on side character quest. Oh, really? I may have been misinterpreted a Twitter, but I think Alabaster from Alabaster's Haberdashery might might be on a, a newish episode of Side Character Quest. Oh my goodness! Fiction and reality are colliding yeah. Yeah. because I don't know if they if they would grabbed you, Alabaster from reality and Ty just played the game. If he plays someone else, I don't know. I haven't I haven't listened to the episode, but like they, if they just pull, take if, a bunch of quote like lines that the pot that they got from pod cube like a, I'm bu- saying, like, a bunch pull, of if, if they pulled alabaster out of the out of the 1880s and into today to just record this one podcast oh appearance. okay i was thinking that you meant like creating like a, a side character quest episode only from pre-recorded 1880s alabaster dialogue boy that would be a lot of hmm well uh hmm uh, <laughs> just the yes. char- that's all the character says. <laughs> yes, it would be. That's um. Wow, that's yeah, gonna so, be fun. Yeah, I think. I that hope it, you're it's right about fun, that. I hope so too. It's a fun. It's a fun concept, and one that I have been thinking a lot recently about trying to uh, go one better on, uh, which is to say, do a uh, a podcast where I do a role playing game and I'm the only one doing it. Um, okay. I, I I don't know how it would work yet. I've had some thoughts about it. Um, it probably won't come to anything, but it is sort of the challenge in the same way that Alabaster's Haberdashery outdid Blinking Illicit in terms of podcast length mm-hmm. being short. I want to uh, try and beat Side Character Quest, and I'm and I'm actively working on that. So that is on the Scavengers Network. Um, gosh, we have just absolutely used up pretty much all all the time that that could possibly be allotted for this kind of uh for this the content in this episode which was yep. not a lot not a lot um, no but you know it it's it becomes like a sticky situation where you you start talking about one thing you get sort of trapped and talk about another thing it's well i mean it really is true what they say that time is honeys go hot dogs The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.